Hello everybody, it's me, Lindsay Rogers, and welcome to another episode of Anything Else to Add with Lindsay Rogers. So anyway, I'm going to try my best to summarize the uh, full TV shows that went down this week. I can let you guys know my thoughts about it. it. Usually, I'd like to talk about, about the Monday through Thursday shows. Whereas upon Fridays, where I also tweet AEW Rampage, that will be found on um, on my other podcast as the Pro Wrestling Fan Blog Podcast. I probably will be posting that as, at, <coughs> as well. So, anyway, so let's talk about this, shall we? <laughs> so... I'm gonna go try my best to go through every, every, every episode of the of the show. We're gonna be talking about new series, these these new seasons of good shows, that sort of stuff. So, oh, and by the way, if you guys haven't catched any of these episodes, yes, there will be spoilers. And on top of that, if you haven't go see it, go right now. I highly recommend if you have. Uh, if you have Peacock, uh, if you're a Comcast customer, I should say, you should be able to access Peacock to every episode of the One Chicago Shows and the Law and Order series. That's including Law and Order SCU and Law and Order Organized Crime. But... For any episodes of NCIS, NCIS Hawaii, even NCIS Los Angeles, because they won't come back until I think the probably it's the second second Saturday, no second Sunday in October, I think. Let me pull that up. Yeah, it's the second Sunday in October. Um, and also, the FBI series, FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and FBI International is, will be on, on Paramount+. Plus. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. <laughs> but anyway, let's go talk about each of the shows, shall we? Alright, let's first off, let's talk about NCIS. So, it was a crazy way to kick off season 19 of NCIS. It's because we are left less off from what happened during the season 18 finale. Um, if you guys didn't know, uh, turns out Ellie is now gone on because she went completely rogue from NCIS because of the fact that she committed uh, a crime against and it's the NSA, so now she left the country, which apparently it was bad, but the only thing that kind of went sad was seeing Nick having his heart broken, but that's what happened. And, and as for Gibbs, he was actually helping out the investigating journalist Marcy see on finding out about these killers and because of that the killer or killers is probably also responsible for 
for for nearly almost killing Gibbs. It's as towards the ending of season eighteen. As you guys know, Gibbs had got his boat out of the house and got onto the lake where he decides to go for a spin. And sure enough, next thing you know, he got uh, explode. His boat exploded. It did, and somehow in this process, Gibbs ended up surviving it. But what happened was, as in the in the season nineteen premiere, it turns out Gibbs got Gibbs ends up surviving this, but he's also impaled, which nearly left him hanging. By a thread, and apparently I will tell you where Gibbs is at. But let's. But anyway, so so anyway, so we go right to Nick, and he's at Ellie's apartment, and where he goes in, and apparently there's the manager, I guess, who handled the apartment, and she's not alone. It turns out Palmer's with her. Her. So apparently, Jimmy Palmer and Nick Torres are in the in the apartment. Nick went to grab something that he hidden in, I guess, and it turns out he had a gun. Yes, 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 that he left over at Ellie's house. And Palmer's like, okay, it's like going past the toothbrush face. <laughs> or something like that. I was like, okay, Paul, fine, fine, I get it. <laughs> that was a very funny thing, this same line that came out of uh, Brian Deaton's mouth. <laughs> That's my Jimmy Palmer. Yeah, the two don't talk about stuff, but I think because they try, I think Jimmy tries to talk to Nick to open up uh, because of Ellie. Ellie. And sure enough, uh, uh, Nick left the apartment. And it heads, anyway, and then turns out, heads over back to NCIS where, uh, the office that, uh, Nick and McGee, like, uh, hanging out, out, and I guess they were looking for a replacement or something, but it turns out, uh, both Nick and uh, McGee try to talk things out because Nick's really upset because of what happened to Ellie, and McGee says to be a McGee, but more feeling like Anthony Donoso. Oh, because my draft. He tries to tries to get he tried to get Nick open up. When I saw him say that, I was like. Oh no, please, McGee, don't. And I was like, he did. And I was like, oh, jeez, Timothy Farragut, McGee, why? <laughs> why did you do that? I, yeah, if you guys didn't know, the McGee's full name is Timothy Farragut McGee. Because, actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing that, especially from coming out of... Uh, Michael Weathery's mouth when he was playing Anthony Donoso in NCIS. <laughs> anyway, McGee made it very much awkward for Deno Ma Yeah, McGee made it so awkward for Torres because you know he was just he just don't want to open up because you know he's such a tough guy. Right. So anyway, hey, okay. and then of course 
uh, Casey comes and she wants a hug, and of course she does that. Turns out they were trying to look for Gibbs, and Casey helps the case out. Now, despite that, that happened, but I think I forgot a little part where they were actually, actually, Nick got called to go to the lake where McGee was at. Turns out they were trying to look for Gibbs, and the sheriff said something that I was like, Really? I'm like, there's only one person who would say that. We don't know what she was saying. The sheriff says, says, oh, slow down there, Air City Mouse. I'm like, excuse me? There's only one character I know. Actually, two characters I know who would say that kind of stuff. City Mouse and Country Mouse. And I'm like, great, so we're never digging things straight out of NCIS New Orleans. <laughs> the show has just ended, Ed. And we have to use some of the stuff from that there. I was like, jeez. Apparently they also found apparently they also found a dead body of I think it was a sailor or or somebody. They Palmer had to, you know, take it back to the morgue. Yeah, so apparently they're all still trying to look for Gibbs. Casey helps in. Turns out out she told them that what was going on and they try to look for Gibbs. Well, meanwhile, Gibbs is somehow is still alive. And he is somewhere in this barnyard. Alright. It turns out because he was about to escape because he has the impalement was out of his out of his body. And it turns out Gibbs is being well, kind of nearly being held hostage, kind of being protected from a couple, a lovely couple named Virgil and Thelma. Thelma is a hostile woman, while her husband is a somewhat a weirdo, but he actually kind of saved Gibbs because of his skills as a veterinarian kind of help. Because he ended up removing the impalement and piece on Gibbs and sew him back up. So, <laughs> so anyway, it turns out uh, that because of Gibbs, he's still alive, and he tr- and he helps out the and he tries to help out this couple. Well, Thelma is like, nah, I'm not believing you so much, especially when it turns out there was a cop, up. and you know Gibbs tries to tell Thelma is like. Uh, you gotta be careful. He's not a real cop. He's not a real cop. He was, actually, he was more of a cop. He was more of a, tend to be a sheriff. And apparently, he, he, someone knew that he, Gibbs was telling the truth when he, she, what Gibbs, what, and she asked the, uh, phony sheriff, deputy cop guys, like, about a question about, uh, somebody who had, uh, I guess, passed away and they did not know. So, good for them. Turns out, uh, yeah, there was trouble. Well, uh, apparently, also on top of that, Virgil and Thelma's, uh, has, has a, a lovely girl who was assisting them has gone missing. It turns out she's being taken by her boyfriend. More than that is the boyfriend is working for the fake sheriff. I mean, the fake deputy or whatever, the fake cop. And, uh, 
Sure enough, Gibbs get helps him, and apparently she he also gets he asked for a phone to use, so he did, and he ends up calling uh, McGee, he, he, in the process. Now apparently, while that was going down, uh, McGee was trying to find Gibbs, and he and Nick, Nick and they went to um. Director Vance's office, and apparently Vance was going to give them a, like a newbie, but McGee says like he doesn't need a need a, a probie. He's like he they know somebody who can help them, and turns out they got uh, Jessica Knight to help. Help. Apparently, Jessica has now joined the team, and apparently, <laughs> like. Um, Gibbs called, called uh, tell him to keep an eye on Marcy. Because what happened was, uh, McGee, Torres, and now a knight tried to look for Marcy because they believe she did this to Gibbs. Turns out he didn't, it wasn't her. So, apparently, when Gibbs had heard it, he told McGee to keep an eye on Marcy 24 7. So and then of course that led, of course that lets uh, Gibbs to go on his own after he commits uh, tells Thelma and Louise uh, sorry Thelma and Virgil why am I thinking Thelma and Louise jeez sorry that's a movie uh, Thelma and Virgil that he's gonna go off uh, to find the bad guys and sure enough he took uh of course uh, Thelma gives gives her gun and. He got to use their motorcycle and went off, off, and they he found it like a cabin, and it turns out while they when he got there, suddenly he gives that company. Turns out it was McGee, Knight, and Torres, as and <laughs> Jessica Knight. She introduced herself as as the fool as she is, and sure enough, the of uh, all four of them are. Or you know together and all that. Sure enough, then here comes uh the fake sheriff and his crew, uh, and it turns out the girl the girl who helped out uh, who's been helping out uh, Virgil and Thelma is in the car and she's all by herself and she's not alone. I mean her her boyfriend is keeping her hostage or something. I don't know. So it turns out. Uh, <laughs> Turns out, uh, they decided to trick them, um, and sure enough, they got, turns out they got the, the bad guy, because apparently it turns out the fake sheriff was the one who killed uh, the, uh, I guess the officer that they found, and I think, or something like that, and apparently the... Not only that, the fake sheriff, if, but the girl. They the girl said, "I'm not with them." When she clocked her boyfriend, <laughs> so apparently, the uh, Giz got her free. Everybody's everybody is safe. Gibbs was about to be all by himself again, but McGee found him at the play at the barn, and where Thelma and uh, Virgil kept him comp get them there and McGee try and you know Gibbs says that he you know like he's you no know, um 
you know, he doesn't need the team anymore. But holy free, holy frutas in all of, in all of, in all of, in of all. How do I? Let me let me say this right. Holy frutas and all of enchiladas that I want, but 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 Timothy McGee puts a heck of a bargain, and he says that Rule Ninety One violates Rule One, and and it it means never screw your partner. And he remembers that <laughs> when after McGee had found out that the boat. Uh, uh, it was named Rule 91. And McGee did not like that. So he decides to pull this. Decides to say. It's like Rule 91. Uh, is like. It violates Rule 1. Never screw your partner. And he turns to like. I like McGee. And he of course gives a. McGee you're not my partner. No the team is your partner. And he goes off. And then all of a sudden like. Gibbs had a change of heart. Like after hearing what McGee said. And sure enough, he says, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, so let's work together. And that was it. So, <laughs> the other bottom line is, now they still have to find the case that he and, that Gibbs and Marcy were working in together. And that was to find out who was responsible for these murders. So it turns out Gibbs was not alone. So it turned so he McGee, so in the next episode uh, that features McGee and Gibbs and the team is apparently there's somebody also is also invest, wants to be part of this. It turns out I guess in the next episode since I kind of read it, it apparently they get help from an FBI agent named I think. Aldine Park, right, played by uh, Gary Cole, and I think this is where he comes in. Uh, apparently, he's also involved in this investigation as well, and apparently, they ended up working together to find the killer who's responsible for this. So it's gonna be crazy and gonna be fun. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so, if you guys want to check out the next episode of NCIS, it's, it's, it will be on Mondays at 9 o'clock uh, p.m., um, depending on where you're living at, that's Eastern Standard Time for me, and it'll probably be later on for the West Coast, so, yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Alright, so, NCIS Hawaii. It's not what I hope to uh, to enjoy because it's also a little thing that I have a feeling about is usually when NCIS has its spinoffs, usually there will be a backdoor pilot to introduce each of the characters as seen on NCIS with NCIS Los Angeles and the now ended show of NCIS New Orleans. But anyway... NCI's Hawaii kicks off at off in the episode when uh, it turns out there was a fighter pilot or, that gets killed all of a sudden, and and it was really really kind of crazy to start off. <sighs> 
And then it goes from there to, uh... Then goes right from there to, uh, to, and to, uh, and to the, uh, well, it was a crazy way to open it, but then it goes from there to, uh, to a, fo- a soccer game, and it turns out, uh, the lead agent, uh, named, uh, <laughs> shoot, I'm already. Are you bombing right now? Jeez. <laughs> Ugh. Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure that my... Uh, Jane Tennant, who is actually the... Yeah, the uh, special agent in charge for the NCIS Pearl. Uh, is that a soccer game? She's a coach for uh, her daughter, uh, Julie Lee, Lee, and apparently her son, Alex, is, uh, I guess is the assistant coach? I don't know. Anyway, turns out there, turns out that, uh, Jane is being called in, and, and she signals her son to t- just make sure that his sister Make sure that his sister is safe and safe and, you know, continue on with all the stalker stuff. So, he understood it, at least. <laughs> and then she goes off in the helicopter and she goes off to do her job. And apparently there's a lot of other things, including, uh, well, <laughs> um... Let's see. There is this new agent named a new in, yeah a new agent or provi named Kai Holman, who recently returned to Hawaii and guess he ends up in NCIS Pearl to take care of and not in Hawaii to take care of his father there. Anyway, he ends. I think he gets. Uh, I guess he gets into some troubles. Um. Also. Anyway, <laughs> barely Jane bust. Jane gets him out of jail. Well, because he admits to her, he tells her that that he does not want to use the badge. So anyway, the team is also gathering up together after they find out there's a case going on. And, and apparently he, he, so around her team includes uh, Jesse Boon who is this who is second in command. It was a former uh, homicide detective in Washington who knew the islands and hiking trails? Wait, no, he's a former homer site detective in Washington? Hmm, maybe he knows Gibbs. Well, funny thing is, maybe he also knows Denozo. <laughs> oh, god dang it. <laughs> anyway, then of course there is 
Lucy, who's a junior field agent, and apparently I'll explain to what she does. <laughs> she did, and of course there's Ernie, who is the uh, cyber intelligence specialist. Oof. <laughs> anyway, so they work together on on this case to figure out what went down. Uh, there were a lot of things, and it turns out that there was a bad guy that is involved of, of known as the, known as, uh, Big Loon. Uh, uh, apparently Kai got information from, from a friend of his, is, and he told uh, his boss Jane. Apparently, <laughs> there was a lot of information. Apparently, during this madness, uh, Lucy she somehow torments and and uh, agent, special agent, yeah, defense intelligence agent, special agent uh, Kate with. Sir, because she wants to be involved into the case, and she tries to prevent Lucy to get information. Turns out there's something going on between uh, Kate and Lucy. It turns out that not only that they nearly like, against each other, and Kate always go and complain to uh, to <laughs> Lucy's boss Jane. Uh, it turns out that both Kate and Lucy have a thirst for each other. In other words, they're secretly, I would say they're, they have, they are really, in, they have a, they really have a thing. Because what happened was, it turns out that, uh, Lucy went to see Kate and she tries to get information off of her, but then it turns out like, oh, it's like, oh, let's have a make-out section. I'm like, oh my god, those two are lesbians. Oh, I'm like, I'm. I know this sounds weird. Like, I'm wondering why are you laughing about this? It's no. This is sounds so serious. Like, no, it's not. It's just too funny that these two have a love-hate situation. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I think we're gonna see more of this throughout the throughout this first season. <laughs> so yeah, so apparently, a Lucy tells uh, Jane what is going on, and apparently, also and apparently, it's also being involved that there's this uh, Navy captain who's also the deputy chief of staff commander, specific. Named Joe Millers. Apparently, James trying to tell him what happened. Turns out that the uh, there was also a another dead body. It belongs to the pilot's. Uh, it was the pilot's girlfriend, and she was also murdered. <laughs> and I forget the reason. 
Oh yeah, it turns out in this whole entire madness, especially, especially when the uh, victim was good, was actually contacting NCIS, because it turns out uh, there was a spy ring going on, and that's why a the the victim wanted to contact NCIS because they want to just, he tried to report a spy ring. And, but apparently somebody killed him and it was Big Luna. And apparently they got Big Luna. Uh, apparently Jane and Kai went into the waters and they got the guy. I, in, yeah, in the raging waters. And then they got, somehow they got out. <sighs> and they learned that, that uh, the guy, the... Uh, was calling in because he because the spy ring going in and in Hawaii because what happened was they found information that led to a woman who was working at a bar who the bar that being owned by somewhat of a shell corporation that is behind behind the shell corporation it was leading off to the to probably the Chinese government. And I was like, okay, that is so crazy. So in the end of this test. And then after that, uh, it, it ends off with Kai checking on his father. As you guys didn't know, his father's not well, feeling good. He needs to take the medication. Also, he brought the dog for his father. or His father gives him food. And he brings it over to Jane's home. Where she and the team are like, I guess, hanging out after a great case, I guess. <laughs> of course, Jane also tells, uh, because Jane ends up also informing, uh, Joe about what, what happened. So apparently, the guy, and so the person who dies, was I for doing the right thing was to stop aspiring, and you know, and I thought, yeah, okay, so this is lucky enough for the first episode. Oh, but you know, we'll probably see more out of this. But <laughs> I'm, I mean, especially we're going to see more from the two of them. I mean, especially to see how this goes down. <laughs> Wait, what? Hold up. Ooh. Really? Okay, Doki, then. Wow. Grief. Sorry, I'm just reading stuff. Of apparently, but yeah. So my thoughts about this is it was okay. I mean, it's usually like what it is for NCIS and NCIS Los Angeles and all that other stuff shows. <sighs> anyway, once since yeah, I was, 
uh, Los Angeles comes back, I'll try my best to squeeze in the hip reviews as well. I mean, because we are hopefully, I'm trying to see where we are at with NCS Los Angeles because uh, there are a lot of things happen, and hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping to see a lot of things, especially. <coughs> Especially with what's going on with, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Geeks, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, Special Agent uh, Kenzie Bly, and, uh, what is Marty's rank now? Uh, hmm, I just want to ju- triple check this. Or double check, but triple check is more like it. Oh, yes, he's an NCIS investigator. Well, I think he deserves the deserve to be special agent. <laughs> and of course, we're also being joined by Fatima Namazi, a Devon Roundsheen. Of course, Hollis Kilbride, and of course, hopefully we'll see more of Hedy Lang, and and of course, Callan and ha- uh, especially what's going on with Callan. Okay, I guess everybody needs to know what's going on. Alright, so, I guess... Yeah, I guess I should talk about that as well. Because it's going to get crazy. Okay, you know what? Well, even though this, uh, the next se- season 13 won't start until October 10th. And, but I can try my best to summarize... What went down during during the season eight, season twelve finale? So the last thing, when, as we call off, it's the episode was called "A Tale of Two Igors." Whereas, uh, it turns out that uh, turns out that uh, Deeks was kidnapped by two guys, Ace, who goes by the name of Igors. Who were uh, associated by associated of the of uh, of of uh, and yes, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, yes, Anatoly Kutkin. <laughs> He's such a. If you guys don't know about Anatoly Kutkin, I'll explain. He, <laughs> and the totally cooking. What the cr- what a crazy guy he is. Is considering he was the a uh, Russian, and 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 um, he was a Russian mob boss. Except for there was one thing about that Anatoly Kukin. He's actually also gay. <laughs> yep. 
Anatoly Kukin, a Russian mob, but he loves the dudes. <laughs> and he also had a huge thing for Marty Deeks. Because ever since the day, ever since that episode when Marty interfered the uh, bathhouse, house, tried to talk to Kirkin about some information. Oh, he's been, he's been, uh, he turns out that he was such a, such a hungry boy. <laughs> In other words, he wanted that Marty Diggs, even though he couldn't because after all, uh, well, <laughs> he belonged to Kenzie Bly. Even though he actually said something in the what he he also said something at the w wedding. He says he warns uh he warns uh Kenzie saying don't hurt him. Because otherwise, he would take him. <laughs> oh, and it made the uh, Deeks very much uncomfortable. <sighs> so, apparently... Uh, so, yeah, it turns out Deeks got captured by Cookie's associate. As to in his help, and of course, NCS helps investigates the, the shooting from materials. Dolphin, oops, uh, what the? Yeah, Quipper's Russian microchip. Well, Eric makes Nell an officer, interesting Alvin Hetty returns. So yes, in other words, it turns out uh, these got kidnapped by an Igor, and he tells and he then explains that the other Igor did something bad, and and it got a little crazy because it turns out uh, there were a lot of other things happened for Deeks. It turns out that uh, him to Anatoly Kirkin when he ended up passing away, he in his Will he left everything to Marty Deeks for some odd reason? <laughs> oh, that Anatoly Kirkin. Such a, such a guy. Oh, sad when they kill him off. But yep, turns out uh, there were a lot of things. Oh, and not only because of what's going on with Deeks, but wait, poor Callan. He's he's really kind of hurt as well. Oh. If you guys didn't know, Callan is considered to be the supervisory special agent and special agent in charge of the team. Aim. <laughs> in other words, that uh, he's in charge of everybody. Jeez. Uh, anyway, it turns out uh, there were a lot of things going on, and there was stuff, especially for uh, 
for Callan to find out some stuff that his uh, girlfriend, Anna Kolchek, has been somewhat kidnapped at. And it, apparently it turns out... Uh, turns out that... Uh, <sighs> she had a little secret. Even I think he learns from Arkady Kolchek. It turns out... Uh, Anna was part of, of when she was first got her ways into Russia. Uh, they trained her, her, and I was like, "Wait a moment, this is." I think I, even though the first thing I remember was when Hetty talked about this, but also it's, oh, it also reminds me of. When I saw the promotion for uh, the Marvel movie Black Widow, which I heard it didn't do so well. But, yeah, so, I don't know. There's a lot of questions on everybody's mind. Just, where's Anna? Uh, is she going to be okay? Of course, what's going to be happening with Marty Deeks? And apparently, if Deeks and Ken's. I should say, if, if Mr. and Mrs. Deeks, I like to say that more often. If there's a way of Mr. and Mrs. Deeks are going to have kids in the near future, hopefully. Although, I don't know how that goes. <laughs> especially, especially, I don't know how that will go down. But anyway, so apparently this, the, the new season of NCIS... Los Angeles will be probably since the cast have now been changed I guess so the cast will include uh, Chris O'Donnell Daniel Rua and Christian Olsen and Madeleine Ranyi Caleb Castile Daryl McRaney Linda Hunt of course LL Cool J what the? Why is he not on top? So yes, uh, if you guys didn't know, that's going down. <laughs> so in other words, Hattie's gets goes back as operations manager, while Callan is Callan's in charge, I guess. Of course, uh, Sam is second in command, followed by I guess. Kenzie, then Deeks, and of course Fatima and Tevin. Uh, I can't wait to see that goes down. Like, wait, the first two episodes. Of course, I'm not hundred percent sure about the first two. Ep the first episode of season thirteen. It's gonna be titled Subject Seventeen. Jeez, better not be acting something very weird. But then again, who knows what it is. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know what you guys are saying. So, what happened with Eric Beale and Nell Jones? Well, apparently, it turns out uh, from the season 12 finale, it's the, um, Nell and Eric are, um, are gone. Apparently, Nell went with Eric. Right. 
and because Eric is very much rich. And even though Nell tried her best, I mean, especially with her mother's passing and her family, well, I probably now understand now that Nell's finally happy that she's going to go and probably probably be happy off off with uh, Eric. Probably they'll stay together. Who knows? But yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, now let's, let's go into our next show, FBI Most, FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and FBI International. Let's go. Okay, so the whole entire FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and FBI International turns out into a three-hour spectacular. And it turns out, well, there's a lot of things going on with the show. It turns out to kicking off of FBI this new season, which is, which is, uh, what is it? <sighs> season number four. Alright. <laughs> uh, it turns out in the, it turns out in C. And kicking off a of season four, or which is called All That Glitters, there's, which is it also connects to the season three premiere of FBI Most Wanted, includes on the pilot episode of FBI International. So what happens? Well, it turns out, out, out there was a dead body that was found at a at a uh at a place that it's uh turned into well FBI's jurisdiction. But how'd that happen? Well it starts off with this uh these girls who are in uh New York City. Uh one of them talked to a guy and considered, you know, to do something for him. I don't know what it was. So apparently the girls I guess end the nights with I guess getting ice cream, and then they both, and then they part ways. Then all of a sudden, this girl's being stalked by this by some guy, and ends up she gets ended up uh, getting to a place, and then gets murdered, which apparently like kicks off the kicks off the three hour premiere for all three. It kicks off the. Three-hour show, so sorry. It kicks off the th the, th the three hours for each of the shows, starting with hour one with FBI, and it turns and it goes from that uh, Maggie in a way ends up investigating this. Turns out this woman's part of some kind of weird uh thing in. And somehow it's also involves with a, with a girl all who is young and I don't know. And apparently Maggie and Oe talks to the mom about this. And I guess from what I can say is that uh, 
the mom thinks that her daughter's supposed to be at, sleeping at a friend's house. Turns out that was a lie. She's a model. Oh, and she ends up. And apparently, the uh, she's on the. Apparently, she stuck in some kind of weird place. And it turns out there was more than meets the eye. Hey. And apparently, the woman in this is involved into this. Turns out that she is something more bigger. <sighs> so, apparently, there was the investigation talks to some guy. And let's see. Oh, wait. Here we go. Um. Wait, here we go. So, anyway, uh, where am I? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it turns out the the phone got stolen. There was a phone stolen, and and they try to look for the girl. Her name is Julia. Yeah. Entirely, they and apparently on this madness, uh, there's uh, Tiffany and uh, Scola ended up at talking to this guy at the uh, at production, and apparently they also need some help. So apparently they're looking for a guy, and apparently it connects to uh. The guy was part of an, of I guess an infantry that involves with uh, Kenny, <laughs> which apparently when I tweeted I said glad to see Kenny's okay since the season finale of FBI Most Wanted, and I know as like you guys were wondering, what do you mean by a? Well, what happened was in the season two finale of FBI Most Wanted that left me into questioning. And what happened was that uh, had to deal with uh, Jess's girlfriend Sarah, uh, uh, and I guess I guess I'm so confused what went down because all they were shooting. So I don't know who survived that, and I guess so. I guess both uh, Kenny. Cro Kenny and uh, Jess did, and that I guess probably Tolly and Sarah survived. I, uh, I guess, which apparently uh, they both, apparently both Jess and Kenny didn't get themselves into serious trouble. Well, but anyway, oh crud! Why? Why would it? Why am I? So anyway, uh, jeez, I'm scrolling again because I'm reading my tweets I tweeted back on Tuesday. <sighs> so, it turns out they talked to the guy a who led him to a bad guy that actually Megan O.A. did talk to. But before that happened, uh, 
for that went happen. And, uh, <laughs> Kenny tries to talk to the guy, and he got shot. And I said, when I tweeted this, I said, Kenny, oh my, dude, you're going to bait. Just look right, it's going to come for you. It's going to come for you. <laughs> Apparently, Kenny got shot. Okay then, sorry about that. I somebody's causing con somebody's about to get in trouble. Uh anyway, so where was I? Uh so apparently in this apparently great, why am I being sent Yeah, so apparently Kenny gets shot. Uh <laughs> And he's rushed to the hospital. Oh, oh. And apparently, while well, uh, Tiffany and, and, and Stu got the got bad guy and takes him in to get interrogated, apparently Jess gets, just got mad at Maggie and she didn't know what to do. So, apparently, the, uh, Apparently, uh, Jess was like, he was so angry at Maggie because it wasn't Maggie's much of Maggie's fault. It was the guy who shot Kenny because he knows the guy, I guess you could say. And I was like, why is, why is Jess mad at her? So apparently, they were also trying to find Julie... Julia, and anyway, while Jess was, so anyway, and so anyway, Tiffany still got the bad guy who shot Kenny, taken to interrogation, where both Isabel and Jess turns to, uh, <laughs> they tried to interrogate the guy, and sure enough, uh, Jess ended up lying in, 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 and he, what happened was, he says, he told the guy, he's like, uh, yeah, Kenny died on the table, and shh, cause he got the phone call, all. <laughs> and then of course, the of course, the guy opens up, tell, gives the information, and when they both out of the room, room, as Isabel says, "Oh, Jess, I'm sorry. Kenny was a good agent," and then, yeah, he's like, "I lied. <laughs> that was my plumber calling," and I was like, "Oh, Jess, you dog, uh, Jess, you liar. Isabel's gonna have your head for this." <laughs> <laughs> they got information. Apparently, she, the case still is still alive. He's hanging by thread, and he had to get surgery and stuff. <sighs> Apparently, 
apparently, uh, apparently, I guess they got information and went to go find, find the girl, old Julia. And I think it turns out they found her alive, and then sure enough, she, of, uh, she's safe. Sort of. Apparently, turns out she was about to be saved, but then she got kidnapped in front of her mother, Owe and Maggie. And apparently, Owe went to go after her, and then Julia got shot, and she's alive, and they found her, well, they found her alive, and she's hanging on the thread. And it turns out she ends up dying. And Oe, he watched her die. And he, and it was so sad. And. It turns out, and then I said, uh. Just when I tweeted this, because Skip Ponder started off the FBI, most honest, and I said, Just and his team are going to find the one who shot the guy. Apparently, they, I guess somebody got shot. Uh, apparently, they, it takes goes right through New York. And apparently, they deal with the shooter. And OA wants to join Jess and his team. Because of their, what's going on with the shooting. <coughs> of course, the shooter got real close trying to take care of uh... Turns out the, they had a little more help from another FBI agent from the Miami office. <sighs> yes, yeah, called so the episode's called Exposed. Turns out the bag turns out there was more that meets the eye. So apparently, uh, so apparently, uh, they are joined by. And but somebody, a woman named Kristen Games, who's a special agent for the Miami field office, is now part of the uh, FBI Most Wanted team. And she was also upon this investigation. And even though, though it turns out it's into a manhunt, and also, Oe also went to see his guy went down. And of course then, Oe and Jess end up talking to Julia's mom to get more information about this while uh, Ortiz and Barnes 
of course, uh, Ortiz and Vargas also got some information and informed just what's going on. And then somehow there was a boat involved, of with of and both Kristen and Jess are on the boat. Oh. Oh, and they found a body, a boat with a bedroom full of dead girls. And then, of course, then we learned about uh, uh, Kristen Gaines. She's the mom um, of a six-year-old. And she says, and, uh, and she tells Jess that, oh, I'm not leaving until, until uh, the investigation is over. And it turns out the ba turns out uh, the bad guy is Colin because I figured that out in FBI, and I was right in FBI Most Wanted. <laughs> the woman there was the, his the Colin his assistant Fiona was is a hot mess as well. <laughs> turns out that was going on. And then there was finding uh, in information, and then of course Conga girl. Well, of course they also find a computer room, uh, which I said this is that's a little bit too creepy for watching females underage. And then it turns out he f led the. It turns out. Oh. Uh, out, I find out his name is Colin Kent. He floods the internet. He floods. He's fleeing the country after just his team f just found the place. Anyway, it goes right to FBI International. Oh. <laughs> and when I tweet this, I said, So Colin lied on FBI CB. Has escaped an FBI most wanted, and now his goose is cooked with FBI International. <laughs> it turns out, out FBI International gets a little bit too cool, especially because turns out the show has a cute doggy. <laughs> yep. So it turns out uh, the show show leads off with. At the uh, FBI supervisor special agent, it's Scott Forrester, and he was the head of the international flight and head of the international flight team. Turns out he has a dog named Tank. It was so cute. And of course, Isabel Jubal calls the international team about Colin Kent. And apparently, they go send it off to. Isha, and apparently on the way he calls a woman named ja let's see Jagger, oh yeah, Katrin Jagger no, it's Katrin Jaeger, a multilingual Europol Europol agent who acts as liaison for a team uh, wait what is it, Europol oh, it stands for the European Union Agency See, for law enforcement corporation under the name Europol, forming the European Police Office. Oh, it's Europol. 
actually short for your European police. Formerly. What the fruit does? It's supposed to be known as European police. Like Interpol. <laughs> it's international police. <laughs> so, yeah. What's going on when she's not. And she's not kidding what he said. And of course, the Croatian police are trained to t interfere. And of course, there were girls involved. Oh, and OA made his way a where the FBI international team's at, and he pleaded Forrester to join him. And then, of course, Forrester got a girl to tell the truth about Colin Kent. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, but, uh, Scott Forrester kind of nearly almost rejected him, but he let him come. Um, because he needs the material to. But he needs the material to put away, uh, Colin. But, of course, when I said that, uh, and when Wolf in a Tube tweet, it says the only one who can put Scott Forrester in his place is OA. And then I quote tweet him and says, Never mess with OA Zidane, especially when he wants to get the bad guy. <laughs> and they said Scott Forrester tells OA Zidane that he needs the material to put away Colin Kent, but OA wants Kent because of, because of Julie. Yes, as being because of Julia being hurt, <sighs> being murdered in front of OA. Then says when I tweet, it says Forrester to tell OA that it is one thing to do and not to be reckless. And then I also tweeted, I hope that Kenny Crosby is not killed off before another episode of FBI Most Wanted. <laughs> Random tweet. And then it says here, uh, Forrester's... Of course, then Forrester is also given advice to a new agent named Cameron Vo, who was She is a West Point grad ad. Yeah, West Point. Uh, known as the known as the United States Military Academy. He. <clears throat> and apparently Forrest is giving advice to Cameron. And <laughs> It turns out they were trying to go look for the bad guy. And apparently, Reigns and Kellett, who are also part of uh, Forrester's team, uh, know what to do. Because what happened was Reigns lost him, and but Kellett knows where first, And of course, they found him in them in the maze and then, then of course Forrester tells Tate to go find the bad guy in the tunnels 
And I said, the hunt for the bad guys in the tunnels and Dink got one. And, and I said, Forrester got the briefcase. Rain's cracked a lot, tapped so many pictures. And they also found Julia's friend Sonny, because that's also what they were looking for. And of course, God takes the punch. <laughs> Puts the, I guess, Colin. And he's and then it looks like it's over. And then of course Colin's like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm like he's tor he said he's escaping and Torrance just got forced because he thinks he's about to get escape. But then I then I said this. However, Kellett slapped some sense into Kent and he's going home with OA. Yes. <laughs> and of course Forrester's team deserve a break. Think barely you get into a hotel. Because what happened was Kel Evan was, uh, Colin humbly bragged, saying, Oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna end up leaving because my team of lawyers is gonna make sure I'm out, and then, of course, I will tor and, and of course, I will go torment you and send you some bottles of wine to and it was your favorite liqueur and stuff. And then Kelly, she comes in, and she's like, I don't think so, boy. And she's like, explains that you're going home back to New York. Because you're going to be going to jail for all what you did. <laughs> and then it the, ends off with, Isabel and will wrap up the stuff. Maggie went to see if Kenny's okay, but get, but just, get, but get just apologized to her. In other words, just apologizes to Maggie. Kenny's fine. Also, I miss also Miss Hannah because apparently she's not well. Uh, just asked Maggie about Kristen, and Maggie likes her. Maggie asked Jess if she could see the Kenny, and just said sure. Always back in New York, and told Julia's mom that they caught the bad guys. I, meanwhile, oh, there's somewhere here. Scott got in, pet tank, and he sees Kellett in his bed and closed the door. And of course, they ended up, in other words, meeting. Ooh, there's some hinky going on. <laughs> it was so funny how that went down. <laughs> so, how do I like the show? Well, it was kind of crazy. So much intense, so much funny stuff, and uh, sure enough, I guess I'll try. I guess I'm gonna enjoy and stay, uh, FBI International, especially because they gotta get Doug D. Tank. Oh God, dang it! Uh. Anyway, so yeah. All right, so now let's go from there to our next part. Is what went down during uh, Chicago on Wednesday's one Chicago series. So apparently, Will says goodbye to Doctor Manning because she is leaving because she's no longer working in Chicago. Med, uh, Med, apparently, the Let's, and apparently, uh, it turns out that, uh, 
Will Halstead is uh, somewhat gunning his uh, somewhat getting his job back at at uh, Chicago Med due to the fact that uh, ooh, something that went completely crazy So, yeah, so Dr. Manning is completely gone. <clears throat> well, well, Hall said it gets his job back in a weird way. Hey, apparently it turns out that Will has to play f favors while he... So what happened is Ethan's choice still on recovery free. Will has to in order to get his job back, he has he has to be a spy for Sharon Goodwin. And and apparently also uh dealing with other things, especially like for example all well, he get he both him apparently it turns out that uh uh Goodwin wants and uh will to investigate some guy a Investigate some guy in order and report back to Goodwin, but at the same time, also dealing the starting off beef with uh, Dean Archer, who's pulling in for uh, Ethan Choi. E. Apparently, also and also uh, Dylan Scott, who's a doctor. Who was a former Chicago police officer who decided to become a, become a uh, who became a uh, resident, sorry, a doctor, and he's dealing in his first case a state bite, the rat state bite by a little boy who's trying to join a gang, told him to put his hands into to a box of steaks, and he knows that there was something going on. And tries to convince the kid. It's like you shouldn't put your hand. In, you shouldn't be doing this. Is trying to join it, gang. Of course, also there was some. Of course, there was a situation with identical twins who are bonding way too much. But. So apparently, uh, who was dealing with this? I think it was, uh, I know, oh, it was, yeah, it was, uh, Dean who was trying to deal with the twins and he needed help from, uh, Dr. Charles about these twins 
who says that, if you guys didn't know, um, the twins, and these identical twins are, feel like, are really way too much in this bond. And it turns out that one of the twins needs to have surgery because she has a cyst on her ovary. And, uh, but the other sister said, uh, like, then you must take mine out. And sure enough, it got, apparently they conned uh, the surgeons. And when Dr. Charles found out, uh, he had to stop the surgery. Because they kind of ended up making a decision on the other twin. But uh, not fully much much full. Well, so now, because of that, the twins end up getting scars. There's, and as for the little boy, <laughs> the Dr. Scott tells him, it's like, you better not be joining in gangs. Thanks, all right? Because he was looking out for the boy. He don't even want to see him back in the hospital. <laughs> and he tells his dad, or whatever he's going to tell his dad, and apparently also get, and he told a police officer about this kid. Sure enough, uh, I, I kind of felt sorry that the kid was trying to join a gang. And he's too young for his age. Uh, so yeah, it was very weird, but apparently there might be beef going on between uh, Will and Dean probably will go down. And while Will's trying to get his job back at from Goodwin. Anyway, so that's what went down. Now on Chicago Fire, oi, 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 oi. So what happened in Chicago Fire? Well, apparently, so all the guys, Scott three, is in the water still, and still is worried. Matthew Casey is going to try to rescue everyone, Scott three, but still kids wants to join, but he said no. He doesn't want. He doesn't want Stella hurt. And it turns out uh, the guys survive, but Joe was nearly out of it. And then turns out he was okay. And he ended up at the hospital where his wife, Chloe, was pregnant, came to see Joe and not met, and it wasn't mad at him. Him. It turns out that glad everything's getting back to normal. Well, <laughs> of course, and when NBC Entertainment decides to pull this troll, oh, and they said we know you've been. They tweeted out the so the NBC Twitter account says we know you've thought about this before. Tell us your hashtag one Chicago love story, and they told me. It says I fell in love with at bl fell in love with blank at blank, and it says first letter of your first name, which I did, and it's and it gives me Sylvie Brett, and then my birth month, and Firehouse Fifty One, and then when I of course then I quote tweet them, and I said, I fell in love with Sylvie Brett at Firehouse 51. Am I Matthew Casey? 
I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, yeah, this that would be the weirdest thing ever. I, give, I was like, are you kidding me? It's like, why, why would you do that? I mean, there's a lot of combinations with that for it, but I don't know why, but I was about to say this. All right, who keep, who's the wise guy think came up with this? Really? Do you think I'm Matthew Casey? <laughs> I was like, sheesh. <laughs> so apparently everybody was getting back to normal. Joe's cleared her to work Eric, back in Firehouse 51. And it turns out uh, when Joe... Joe came in. Turns out that both uh, both uh, Mouch and Stella are trolling for Joe. And I tweeted, Mouch and Stella are trolls. <laughs> um, and then, of course, it turns out that uh, Wallsbone got its promotion. And he actually tried to uh, move his office back to the old back to Firehouse Fifty One because he said he got more room. But the Pullman who told him was like, "Nah, it's like it's because and also you need to be here close because you know politics and stuff." And then of course they tweeted. I guess that means Matthew Case is now the leader of Firehouse Fifty One. I don't know really. And of course there were a lot of shenanigans going on. Um. <laughs> of course, there was some lady going completely crazy, and Sylvie Brett stopped her going too far. And of course, while this madness silliness going on, I see tweets eats from Randy Flagger, who plays Hap, and uh, Tony Ferris, is who also plays Tony, tweeted this out. <laughs> and if you guys want to read, let me read this to you guys. Whatever it was, uh, Randy says on tweets, he says, You heard Severide. Everyone drop your tank tops and sit tight. Aye, aye, Captain. And he tags eggs, eggs, Joe. <laughs> he tags uh, Joe Minnesota. Oh. Oh, and uh, at Squad to Tony. And of course, Tony Ferris tweeted that Randy Flacker. And he says, He's a lieutenant, not a captain. <laughs> Randy responded to him and says, It's an expression, Tony. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, the dog got it. <laughs> laughing so hard. Those tweets were so funny. And then, of course, Joe Minnesota tweeted it. And he says, I'm fine. Really, I am fine. Totally fine. Really, really fine. We know, Joe, you are fine. <laughs> and your character's fine.
<laughs> and Chorus also during his silliness. Uh, both Malcher and Herman already know that both Sylvie Brett and Matthew Casey are thing in the relationship. And then uh, at the bar, er, er, Molly's, which is owned by Christopher Herman and and Chorus Malch, Alch, uh, Alch, and of course Stella's works there. Uh, Bowden went up to Stella about the about the promotion, and Stella opens on how she's feeling about the promotion that Bowden got. And despite that, Bowden does want to stay in House Fifty One, but he couldn't. And of course, there was some other things like Kelly's worried that he worried about. I don't know. Somebody said something. He still knows that you know that her fiance is not her. It's not like her father. Not like his father. Sorry. What I'm trying to say is Stella knows that Kelly is not his father and Kelly loves Stella, of course, because after all, I mean, because of this crazy engagement stuff, I mean, sure enough, like, Kelly's worried about something or somebody was worried about the two of them, but sure enough that Stella knows that Kate knows that uh, Kelly Severide is not like his father. And because he loves her way too much. I mean, why then? Why would he propose to her in the fire? No doubt. I mean, you never see Benny do that at all. <laughs> or, well, if you tell stories. <sighs> So it turns out, I guess they were dealing with something, and I guess they were rescuing somebody, and of course about to end up saving the day. And this boat says like he really would miss everybody at Firehouse Fifty One. And apparently, what happened was on it turns out next week in Chicago. On Chicago, uh, fire. I don't know about Chicago Med because I wasn't paying attention, but on Chicago Fire, oh, everybody is freaking about to freak out because some kind of reaction is they see something that I think freaks out everybody at the firehouse. Also, because they had to rescue a somebody in the car. And it shocks everybody, including uh, Christopher Herman, for some reason. And so, I don't know. So then, of course, we get on to Chicago <coughs> PD. And there was a whole recap. And then, of course, uh, Haley ended up proposing to. Jay Halstead, but apparently they got uh, interrupted by a phone call. Oh, 
Oh, and of course, Haley wanted to freshen up, and she washed her hands. And she, it's which she ended up washing hard after dealing a shooting. And then, of course, Alan gets an update from Kevin on Kim. Turns out that she needs, she needs uh, surgery and stuff. Meanwhile, Hank Voigt went to talk to Sam and lied to her face and even improvised because the whole entire situation is they were looking for Roy, eh, eh, even though he's dead by the hands of uh, Haley. Hey, while Adam is very much worried about what will happen to Kim. And Haley doesn't know that Hank burned the body. <laughs> and of course, uh, Adam's concerned about if he was going to tell Michaela about what's going on with uh, with Kim. And he was debating it hard, but and while Hank is also trying to keep himself and Haley going to jail, and and of course they say Sam wants Roy, and otherwise the deputy supervisor wants Roy, but she doesn't know what Hank done. And of course, there was a lot of shooting going on, and. Kayla painting Adam's nails pink, and Adam says that like like something about painting his nails, uh, like her painting his nails pink is like I guess it's, it's color. Um, of course, uh, Adam took Michaela to see Kim, and which apparently is good, and then and. It says here Kim is awake and Michaela brought her plat plus her Kim and I cry. <laughs> and of course Haley ends up lying. There was a lot of lying going on. And and of course Jay said yes to Haley's proposal and he proposed to her. She says yes. And I was like Aw. So I guess from all this craziness is, you know, they try to keep your face. But then next week's episode is, well, Kim is actually coming back. And apparently she she wants to get work done. And also they're trying to find out about the bad guys and stuff. And sure enough, it's not going to be good. Or something like that. But hopefully... Hopefully, I don't know what will go down. Yep. Alright, so now let's talk about the one part I do want to add. And that's what went down uh, Thursday night during uh, the three-hour or two-show premiere of Law & Order SVU and Law & Order Organized Crime. So, it turns out that Olivia Benson... And is really <laughs> it really has some changes shifting. It turns out that in the beginning of the twenty third season, of Law and Order SVU, 
it things went completely crazy. See. <sighs> it started off of that it started off with with Olivia coming home from the uh supposed wedding of that was supposed to take down but uh her sergeant, Finn Tutorol, decides to call him and his uh him and his uh fiance, uh Phoebe Baker, who's also a sergeant in the New York Police Department, uh, decided to call it off because of, I guess, guess because I think they'd rather have more people there, I guess, or something. Anyway, so Olivia was on the phone talking to uh, Detective Elliot Stabler, and she tells and the two of them talking about what is, you know, you know, what has been going on for a while. And sure enough, Olivia somehow get her car's been hit. 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 And she gets into an accident. And because of this, she started attempt she started ended up hallucinating thing with one of the paramedics that's looking like Elliot Stabler. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so apparently, that's that's a strong point of suggesting that uh, Olivia cannot stop thinking about Elliot. Anyway, uh, there were some other things. Cat uh, and Cat and her girlfriend Celine uh, were taking some favors from the. Th- from that party thing and, and, and talking to uh, both uh, Finn and Phoebe yeah, which is really kind of cool, cool I guess um, they don't now Finn and Cad did not know that Olivia got hurt in the process um, and of course as for ADA Sonny Carisi and Detective Amanda Rollins Ooh, doggy. Those two were making out in the court, in the courthouse. I was like, ooh. <laughs> sure enough, uh, then of course, um, <laughs> Greasy had been called in. So, yes, what happened was Olivia gets into a car accident around the time, and, uh, uh, Sonny Creasy had to deal with, um, had to meet with the, uh, Southern District of New York, like, uh, district attorneys because of, <laughs> because of the, uh, situation with the, uh, case that's been going on. And he didn't know that Olivia got into a car accident. So, apparently, so yeah. And of course, the most funny thing is, I think the I think that DA saw, saw uh, Crazy and noticed that he was, I guess, figured out he was at the wedding and noticed he had lipstick on his teeth. And he's like, good, like, hmm, probably kissing Whitman at the wedding. I'm like, they were that much of a wedding and no. You didn't get a lot of ladies. Only one, Amanda Rollins. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. <laughs> You're busted, Carisi. 
<laughs> so then brought us to uh, a little bit fast forward, right? And it turns anyway. It turns out that uh, the S the Manhattan SVU got a facelift. Yes, uh, they moved Olivia's office around, uh, probably to accommodate Olivia from her uh, injury. So apparently she had a broken foot, which was a really clever way for the uh, for the writers of Law and Order SVU to write in in uh, Mariska's uh, foot injury. Although I don't know how she got hurt, I, I think they probably talked about this, but apparently she was she was being taken care of by her uh, real life husband. Um, Peter Herman, who, if you guys don't know, he's been frequently on uh, SVU, uh, excuse me, a lot as uh, playing uh, the lawyer, oh boy, hang on, excuse me, uh, Trevor Lang, is it? Hold up. Excuse me. Uh, sorry, I had a case of the burps. <laughs> Yeah, Trevor Langan, played by Mariska Hargitay's husband, uh, Peter Herman. Yep, I was right. <coughs> Apparently, he has been frequently been on since 2002. Ew. He's he's mostly been noted. He's been as um. It's his character on uh, SCU. He is a defense attorney, defense lawyer, <laughs> defense lawyer for um, both Olivia and Ellie. Mostly for Olivia. Oh, and of course, Noah uh, Benson. In other words, in other words, uh, in other words, uh, they helped, he mostly ended up helping out Olivia, much as he also helped out, uh, Noah, though, jeez, wonder who they're gonna cast to play Noah now, guess he's not into the, I guess he's not in for the 23rd season, jeez. Plus, the writers did not want to make her feel awful. I mean, seriously. Especially, I do want to see more often of Ryan Buggle. 
It's really kind of cool to play in, uh, Noah Porter Benson. I do mean that. It's as nice as I can say. <laughs> anyway. So, yes. <laughs> That's what happening with uh, Olivia. Uh, was she got hurt. Hurt. So, yeah, in other words, they written, uh, written Mariska's, uh, real life injury with her foot into the story. So, apparently, uh, while that was going on, it turns out that there has been trouble brewing, thing with their case, as it turns out that their targeting was as a congressman and who kind of went completely crazy and uh, also had threatened Olivia despite of it. And of course there was issues including uh, Garland's boss, McGrath, who is really a really an, an angst man. Um, of course, there were a lot of things going on, and also there was this uh, girls in trouble. There's an. They also found out a new. There, of course, there is a new detective who joined the. Uh, who joined the ranks, ranks of the special victims unit, thanks to. Uh, <laughs> Thanks to, to um <laughs> uh, thanks to, to McGrath. Uh, they just have goes by the name of Jeez, I wonder what they can move that for. I mean, he's in the cast. Duh. Okay, why is the horn honking? Yeah, apparently, they, I guess you can say that there's the head add in. Apparently, somebody also helped out named Joe Velasco. He was a uh, undercover uh, detective that was sent in by McGrath, and he told Olivia this plan because they were trying to take this guy, this congressman, down. And he says he's going to send him to UC, and he didn't want to have anybody else to know about this, not even Van Grayland, which apparently starts the distrust of everything. So, apparently there was some craziness going on. Um, this, this, and also, uh, <laughs> of course, Olivia, even though before they were 
even though they were about to do a shakedown, uh, Olivia ended up being called away. She was getting interviewed by IAB about uh, uh, about Sergeant Ayane Bell. Oh. Oh. So apparently, uh, Bell. Apparently, they were questioned about what Bell had done, and 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 uh, she tried her best to defend. She did her best to defend her, her, her. Even though what happened was, um, Bell had to kill a guy who was once part of the who was once part of her team with Elliot and she ended up killing him because he was doing uh he was being pay- bribed and being paid by uh Richard Wheatley to kill his ex-wife Angela uh so yes and oh, Olivia thinks that it's a possibility that She got injured, uh, uh, by, uh, she got injured by, uh, by Richard Wheatley. So anyway, it turns out, uh, they got the, uh, how do I say this? Um, so apparently they got the congressman and, and then of course there were more things than been revealed on the show. Like for instance, uh, the woman, okay, like for instance, the teenager girl that the congressman was trying to, uh, (laughs) harm, uh, turns out he, this is not the first time. And even though Olivia thinks that he, even though it turns out that the lawyer was trying to protect him by cleaning things and paying things and trying to hurt people, turns out they caught him on the act and then the uh, congressman turned on his lawyer. Apparently, um, apparently it turns out that the congressman was startled when he discovered that she was once pregnant before or and he couldn't believe it and it turns out that his lawyer did this that to protect his image despite that he was working for a man who who is horny for kids namely teenagers and it was sure enough it was so out of control <laughs> And sure enough, uh, things ended up for the craziness when it turns out that, uh, <laughs> there were, of course, there were a lot of things also going down. Like, for instance, Kat got shot. Ooh, scared me to death. I thought she was going to die, but instead they kept her alive until she decided to leave because... Apparently, she told Olivia when she got shot, she can only think about what uh, Sonny Creasy was telling her. And sure enough, like, Kat's like, I'm, it's like, I'm, it's like, she wants to go. 
though. And she said her door is always open to her. And then as for uh, Garland, after he discovered what uh, his boss did to him, and apparently he wanted to, you know, he, even though he was very much upset, he ended up leaving as well because they were forcing him out. And sure enough, uh, McGrath came to Olivia and says, until we can find a replacement, uh, Deputy Chief, if uh, you report to me. And I was like, wow, what a scumbag. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't say that, but he said that. So, I was, like, really kind of mad about what went down. Um, but, sure enough, he really went too far. So, I was like, geez, poor Olivia. She's not, like... She's going to have, she's going to clash with McGrath. And believe me, he's just made an enemy out of her. Because, you know, she's, she's the commanding officer or, or for the SVU Manhattan unit. That, I mean, you're messing with a woman and who, who had kind of been nearly almost hot harm twice. Right. And, and plus, you know, you're dealing with a woman who has gone through a lot of crap. Ab. And she has... The only thing that is flesh and blood Ed, is a it is her knee, half niece, and she has an adopted son, you know, and you don't want to cross the line with her. So, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> anyway, then, of course, we have Law and Order SVU, which apparently the show kicks off, of, and it turns out that, uh, oh boy. There are things are about to be very much open. It turns out in the beginning, um, the site that, you know, dealing with uh, Richard Wheatley, even though he's in jail, but he's kind of exonerated for most of his crimes, except for the one crime, which apparently I thought that was pinned on his, his ex-wife, Angela, for killing Elliot Stabler's wife. <laughs> Uh, Kathy, but apparently there is more than meets the eye. So apparently, Elliot is now undercover in the second season. Sin, and and while uh, Ayanna A. Bell is not only dealing with with the. Uh, Organized Crime Control Bureau. 
but she's also a new mom because of of um <laughs> because of of um <laughs> because of because Ayane's uh wife gave birth to their kid and and, and sure enough uh, <laughs> she wants so she trusts Elliot to go undercover. Turns out he goes undercover for uh, working as a uh, a former criminal. Well, who was originally from Chicago. I'm like, really? Are we getting? And he also bartends like, really? This jeez, like that's an insult to the Chicago fire cast, <laughs> especially the characters, <laughs> especially well, you like uh, Christopher Herman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so Elliot's undercover as Eddie and his and he ends up listening and obeying Ian to uh to um Reggie Bodani a who is, I guess, related to Albi because they're, I guess, uncle and nephew. Anyway. Despite, I think he has an aunt. Probably the leader. Anyway, apparently he tried to infiltrate the uh, Costa organization as he could. But it turns out things are getting twisted, that especially when it turns out that uh, <sighs> the Costa organization was also going after a uh, after uh, an organization that also deals with uh, Preston web of an, another organization and he's called the uh, Marcy Marcy Killings apparently that's Preston Webb and it turns out that he's actually making peace with the Costa organization and John Costa now I know most <laughs> of course my mother says what the like she recognized the guy who plays Preston Webb and named Mike T. Williamson, apparently, because she knows, because he actually appeared on Chicago PD as the blackmailing, pessimistic like, Lieutenant Denny e. Woods, who kind of went after, um, tried to go after, uh, Hank Voigt. <laughs> And uh, do so uh, blackmailing, ling, ling, uh, Officer Ruzik badly enough, of, of that, uh, both detective, uh, 
both uh did yeah <laughs> should I say this? Both um did <laughs> both uh detective oh boy, I'm gonna get my butt handed to me. Detective Thank Lindsay. Thank my brain's starting to fried. You can thank Lindsay. Thank Link. Link. Uh, detective. Oh boy, come on. You know what it is, Lindsay. Who it is? Oh, yeah. Detective Alvin Olinsky. <laughs> he, uh, also noticed it too. And both, uh, both him and, Hank, and Sergeant Hank Voigt gets to, uh, Adam. And barely turns out that, uh, Denny is the responsible reason to have him be in. Let's say murdered. Erd. Erd. And even though he was definitely set up by uh, Denny badly. And he got murdered in prison so yeah <laughs> so so apparently um <laughs> when somebody tweeted at uh somebody i forget who it was they said yeah mccasley williams was like we did not like him and on chicago pd like nobody liked them in chicago pd come on everybody knows that denny woods was a complete jerk and put in and Putting Hank's dearest best friend and into jail and getting shanked too. <laughs> I don't know if that would be the last of him. So <laughs> who knows? But uh, <laughs> maybe after this season of organized crime, maybe he'll come back more and just torment the bejesus out of Hank Foyt. Although. That depends on how things go for, uh, during the uh, nice season of uh, Chicago PD, because, oh boy. So, anyway. <laughs> now, there were some other, so, yeah, and of course, during this madness, uh, Elliot goes back and he tells, um, tell his uh, partner, Ayan, hey, what's going on. Even though, also, Ayane also went to her boss, uh, Marv Moeng, and who told her that, uh, like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're working with, uh, uh, Brewster. And she was like, what? Why? I'm like, I was, oh, like, she was, like, I had worked with him before. It's like, she did not. She was not happy. Of course, Brewster barks at her. Her, well, I'm like, okay. 
And of course, during also this craziness, um, there was also something that revealed during in the season premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently, the uh, but when Elliot and uh, Reggie ended up at Reggie's uh, home with it, where his mother is living. His mother made a pot of coffee, eh? something like, but not just like huge pot. Some like one, one of those fancy small ones, and she poured it for him. And, and after he drank it all up, up, um, Reggie's mother starts reading, thing his uh, coffee grounds because it's a fortune teller thing and she sees that uh she sits to she tells him that even though she had no idea who he is really she tells him and her son translates so Reggie translates for his mother and says that uh, he must conf I think he has to tell about the person that he loves the most. And but they hinted it was a she and I'm like, oh no. Olivia I was like, No way, Olivia Benson I'm like <laughs> I was like, Are you kidding me? Olivia Benson? Sure enough, I, we end up finding out the next episode. Oh, Elliot's gonna go crazy as he tells Olivia but, uh, about the letter that he, she was gotten done. And so, apparently, apparently, because we end up, apparently, I end up seeing that. How do I say this? Uh, apparently, the sneak preview for the second episode is like every is everybody's going crazy for, and it's what everybody is waiting for. Uh, this situation go down is what is Elliot's letter to Olivia. What does it all mean? And why did he went to her and got her, him down on his freaking knees? <laughs> that is the only weirdest thing I ever seen. <laughs> oh, this is going to be too crazy. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, guys, that's about it. <laughs> Hope you like this. Um, and plus, I promise you guys, of course, well, that's much about explaining the, what's going on. Like I said before, if you guys want to see any of the episodes, you can go through, like I said, all the CBS shows. That means NCIS, NCIS Hawaii. And even NCIS Los Angeles, and has even NCIS New Orleans, and also the three FBI shows. You can check out a Paramount Plus, 
but you have to pay for a subscription. And also, if you guys want to check out the One Chicago episodes as, and the whole entire Law & Order franchise, and yes, I mean, including SBO and Organized Crime, and of course the original Law & Order and Law & Order uh, uh, Criminal Intent are all available on the Peacock, either if you have, you have to be a subscription, or if you already are a Comcast customer, can easily watch it for free. Okay, but that's only in the United States because otherwise I'm very sorry. <sighs> anyway, anyway, uh, let's go with some other news. Okay? Okay. So, I guess I can do a quick roundup up with some video game stuff. So, it turns out Tim the Tatman it's been revealed that he's joining an esports organization and it reveals to be a new one that I never heard of uh, called... Because I do follow him on Twitter. I mean, Instagram. And of course, Twitter as well. Called Complexity Gaming. And... It turns out that uh, Complexity Gaming is also very much it's being in has much involved of and of with apparently the um how do I say this the uh, Dallas Cowboys I guess you can say because apparently. Uh, complexity gaming is mostly in Texas, to say the least. And if you guys didn't know, Tim the Tatman is a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm. I guess I could say I'm glad that Tim found uh, a place where it's also connected to, I guess, the Dallas Cowboys, because apparently it's been. I guess I've heard of rumors that the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry... <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Gee, excuse me. Oh, boy. I think it is a possibility of rumors that the owner of... I think is the Dallas Cowboys. Is he still owner? Yep. There's a possible, I heard that the owner and, oh, and general manager, Jerry Owens, president, really? He's the owner, president, and general manager, Jerry Jones, is, uh, kind of really linked to, uh, probably linked to the, them. I am not 100% sure. D don't get mad at me, but, oh boy. But, uh, yeah. She's the owner, president, and general manager. Oi. Go fake. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. That's really the most awkward thing I end up hearing. And, and it's not as wor- And, by the way, you think that's the worst? Nah. Uh, no, probably is. Because it's more better than the Jackson. <laughs> Jacksonville Jack. Jackson. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars owner. 
Oh snap, they're in the forest. Yee! <laughs> of course, unlike the Jacksonville's Jaguars owner, Shahid Khan, and who also owns the owns uh, Fulham FC, and co-owner of All Elite Wrestling, thing, with his uh, son, Tony. <laughs> Oops. See. <laughs> um. Not only that. Uh. Not only that. That his uh, son also is the president and CEO of All Elite Wrestling. As well. Oops. Plus, he also deals something for Jacksonville and and uh, Fulham. I don't know what it is. Wait, let me look at this. It says here, well, they said in his Wikipedia page he's the co-owner. <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, for uh, both uh, Fulham and uh, Jacksonville, but not really. His Wikipedia page says it does. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Hey, really gonna get bitten for this. Oh, actually, he's this is actually what he is. He's the owner and football analyst for the Jacksonville Jaguars, owner, director of football, GM, sporting director for Fulham FC, owner of True Media Sport, own True Media Sports, and the president, CEO, and general manager. Of all elite wrestling. <laughs> and yes, I have a crazy, crazy f following that turns out is mostly of pro wrestling. Oopsie. Apparently, I got nearly almost everybody who's a rust. Oh, and <laughs> oh, and yes, I also follow Stephen ML, who also follows Tony Khan. So, oopsie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, love other people as well. They're mostly of wrestlers and wrestling fans. So, yep. <laughs> Ugh, I feel shamelessly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. If anybody wants to know who's follow who, 
you know why. <laughs> the only thing is they don't follow Jacksonville Jaguars because this girl is a Philly girl. <laughs> Meaning I love watching Philadelphia sports teams. <laughs> Even though I do live in New Jersey, but... Yep. Philadelphia is Philadelphia, man. That's least because also because my parents used to live in Philadelphia, but they ended up living mostly in their lives in in New Jersey. But yep. Jeez. So, yep. So it's all true. So crazy as it is, but I'm not 100% sure about uh, Dallas Cowboys, especially it's uh, their, uh, the owner, president, and general manager, Jerry Jones, is mostly highly regarded for gaming, especially an esports team. But it uh, could be this. If it is, that's great. Actually, I think they even. I think the Dallas Cowboys Twitter account tweeted to Tim the Tatman. Which is really kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, speaking about crazy stuff, um, I also had heard that uh, FaZe Clan had decided to drop a new... Uh, a... Uh, They had dropped a uh, new merch. Or, I don't know if it's sold out or yet. Um, no, it's still out there, available. It is known as the uh, Phase Clan and Batman Collaborative. Apparently, a it's available right now on their uh. On their website, and I think even the network acts selling it too. Ooh. Ooh. Apparently, they have a comic books, including the uh, I guess the I guess especially the uh, some of the members of the Phase Clan, including uh. <sighs> face Banksigs, Eight Pegs, Face Temper, and Face is Rain, Face Adapt, Face Rug, and Face Blaze again. Blaze, yeah. Oops, sorry. Apparently, the guys are all those guys I mentioned off are in the uh, comic books, and it's a surprise that uh, Face Rain is uh, still. Uh, much involved uh, I mean after he went through a lot of heck heck sometime I guess when was it like last was it last year he went through you know yeah that's what's been going on with uh, Norden and, and I nearly almost felt sorry for him but what happened was he was battling with how do I say this? Um, 
he was battling with an, uh, a, I guess, a bad addiction, and nearly almost crippled him. But apparently, he is uh, getting back there, 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 and apparently he's been cited in the Phase Clan uh, vlog videos. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, um, let's see what else I should talk to you guys about. Oh yeah. By the way, uh I wouldn't want someone to mention about Mr. Beast. He's such a good guy now. I, even though I kinda not had a good I will admit this, I was not first keen on him, but then all of a sudden he's doing all this kind of stuff and you know and then I kinda joined him. Him. Um if you guys didn't know, his latest he already did some two things. Like first of all, uh he uh in his, he, he actually announced, or shouldn't say, he not really announced, but apparently, he, a, uh, Mr. Beast ended up taking in two former members of the mob and other thieves, uh, classify an avalanche, and to join him, him in, uh, in, in uh, North Carolina. Uh, by having them, him, both of them to move. Which apparently, uh, some of the other, which apparently he got a really, which both of them got really great support. And then, of course, his video, you know, that I guess he had filmed before the guys had announced, um, that he, that he, apparently it was a very fun video uh, where he had his, uh, where he had uh, Carl, all Chandler, Chris, as and Nolan to um, <laughs> try to win a hundred thousand dollars by robbing the bank, and it was really kind of cool. And by the way, I'm not gonna give away who won, but I was surprised that even uh, I'm surprised of how things went down, and it was really good. I mean. Especially, there were some other things he also had did, like on his peaceful philanthropy video. Um, he actually had uh, his uh, team him to go down to New Orleans and uh, help out with the uh, situations down there. And sure enough, it was like really great that he did, and <laughs> and it was really kind of cool. Oh. Oh. Well, and especially it's crazy enough for uh Mr. Beast to narrate. I will also try to travel I'll also try to see if any of his uh gaming videos uh happening. But I'm pretty sh but I'm pretty sure that's kinda cool. The only thing I kind of have an issue is his uh Beast Burger franchise. 
and no offense to him, but even I got a very much skeptical because of it was even though it's not his fault or somewhat I could say it was that uh, apparently for uh, apparently for Mr. Beast I don't think he had no or he may do know now that uh, what was it made a video about this Oh, yes. Matthew Patrick. Matt Pat. Who's trying to corner the... Which apparently it turns out... I think he's trying to corner the four things of nearly about life. Video gaming. Film and TV. And apparently food for now. But who knows what the fourth will be. But... Anyway, in his video... You know, for that falls upon the Food Theory channel, I guess he calls it. <sighs> uh, he reveals that Mr. Beast is, says that about his Beast Burgers is in fact uh, That is being hosted as a virtual, um, virtual virtual kitchen. And when I heard about this, I was like, okay, that's bad. I mean, that is like totally misleading. And he made this video about like eight months ago, and I was really much against it because apparently I had heard that the guys who own the guys who help Mr. Beat set this up own restaurants. That I think I know there's one probably over at the uh, the mall over in Mercer County, and I was like. Yeah, I'm not gonna deal with that. Now, no offense to, uh, no offense to Mr. Beast, but, I mean, I would love to try it out, but at what cost? I mean, the, f I mean, even if I look this up, which, by the way, I'm going to, it's called, uh, Beast Burger. Even though their delivery, um, a, or even you could pick it up, uh, really, hold up. This is Langhorn. The, even though the weirdest is the craziest is, I don't know why is misleading of this saying that I, even though when I put down my area, uh, zip code, the closest is in Pennsylvania. Even though it's not really, like, like the closest I would say would be 
Mount Laurel, because like I said, I live in New Jersey, and there's no way it's close to Langhorn or Ben Salem. I don't know where these people are reading this. But then, of course, the second closest, I would say, is Mount Laurel. Well, oh. And, like I said, it's like, it's because of what Matt Pat had revealed. That it, that, uh, on his, on the Food Theorist YouTube channel, he says they're all virtual kitchens. And I just feel so weird, right, even if I would. But I'm pretty sure that no place would ever deliver. I mean, after all, I've been kind of been so angry that places would del I mean, not places I should say mostly order uh food service apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats would kind of at least deliver to my house. Then, of course, there's the issue of uh, delivery fees, the orders being kind of messed up. Up, So, like, for example, even, if I will use uh, for, for it. So, like, so let's just say upon in the menu, you, I do want... Let's just say, out of those burgers, let's say I do want, uh, ooh, Chris's style, oh, right? Hey. And I do get that, and I ordered with also the french fries and a drink, right? And, uh, let's just say that's what I... Yeah, and maybe I'll get something from my mother or sometimes my brother. Let's say my mom wants a Mr. Beast-style burger and my brother, uh, um, let's say, uh, he wants the Chandler-style. Oh, and also with fries and something to drink. Of course, then, that'll be, we ordered off somewhere, and then, of course... That depends on how things go down. It's like, could it deliver? For, and probably the answer is no. Because then, of course, then and somebody in this family has to go pick it up. Mostly, it would be my brother or my mother. For the sake of this, it's my mother. And then, sure enough, I have to go with her. And then, sh we get there. I mean, they could ended up screwing the order, as it happens to me in the past with Taco Bell, with Dairy Queen, McDonald's, even Wendy's. And Wendy's is the worst. I mean, especially if we ordered in any of the locations that's close to us. And sure enough, of, I mean... Then who I get mad at if they're missing if they ended up missing an order? I mean, then again, but what happens if we do it through the delivery app, app, food service delivery app? And what happens if they end up screwing up? And then I'm gonna have to contact the uh, customer service because it happened oh a couple of times. 
And it was on all three apps that I mentioned. DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. Even though, oh, I think DoorDash is the worst. First, because after we try to order Taco Bell, uh, they missing the sauce and stuff. And, you know, and I'm wondering, why would they do this on purpose? I don't know. Of course, then again, I don't know the answer as much. But, either way, I just don't know. Oh, but... And this end of this madness, what I'm just trying to say is, even though uh, what Mr. Beast is doing for good is is great. I mean, you know, but the end of but end of it all, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, so yeah. Now, I guess there's one more I guess I could talk to you guys about and and that's uh <laughs> oh. I guess maybe I could also tap end off with uh, one more thing. Uh, the Steinman Club. The Steinman. And yes, the UK a, uh, gaming group. group. Apparently, they are releasing a new merch drop uh, coming s- soon in uh, on. September 30th, and it's called, and it's their first ever cloud app for a limited edition merch drop called the Mr. Men and and Little Miss to celebrate the Mr. Men and Little Miss 50th anniversary, and they introduce out their own versions of the characters you have. Uh, Zerka, which they call it Mr. Zerka, and he's like, have ideals. Then there's Mr. Mini Minta, and he's like, playing soccer. Or, and then Mr. Dope Jizzle, what, gotta have that apple juice. <laughs> and they said, Mr. Kersai, to the stage, please. He's... Uh, Mr. Brzezinga, he's massive. Mr. D- Mr. Rotishaw, he says, expect the unexpected, it's Mr. Rotishaw. <laughs> and then, of course, finally, it's the one, two, three, Mr. Big Star. <laughs> and it's really kind of cool. Oh, I mean, because they have Zerko's being smart. Sorry, let me put this right. <clears throat> I have Joss, aka Zaka, who's who has ideals, Simon, aka Miniminta, Soccer Ball, 
Toby with the juice, JJ KSI with his music, Bez with his strength and the and the cone he has. Uh, Harry, they make him look so cool. And then, of course, Vic. Well, Harry and Vic being the cool ones, but, uh, you know, expect the unexpected with Harry. And, of course, Vic looking very cool. Well, <laughs> and they gave him the glass, sunglasses and keys to probably a car. Are, it's very kind of weird to ask me because you know each of them have their own thing, but yeah, I guess to say, I guess actually to tell you the truth, I think I had seen in some of the uh, seen it on Mac and television. I don't know if it's true. I don't know much if it's right or not, but I did see the probably Mister Min Little Miss is on. Uh, Probably in the U.S., but I didn't know now they're on Instagram. <laughs> and apparently, they now they're collaborating with the sign men, and which <sighs> it was kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> I'm looking forward to see what the merch is. Anyway. A. Uh. <laughs> now, before I go, oh, I also want to let you guys know that, uh. I'll also let you guys know that I'll probably do another episode too. It just took so long to do this one because I had to try to remember every thing went down. This Week, week, and I don't like that. But <clears throat> next week, I promise you guys, I will try my best to review them as soon as possible um, into the podcast. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This, if you can, hit a follow, and also if you want to support me eh, through uh, through donations. I mean, you know, it'll be in the description of every podcast. So, anyway, thank you all for listening, and sorry for the burping. <coughs> we'll see you guys then real soon. Till then, bye!